Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and happy to have you join us. As always, delighted to be doing the show for you. And we've got a lot of ways you can find us. Find us the way you just did, or you can find us on virtually every streaming service like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google. Like every streaming service known to mankind, pretty much. (laughs) Everyone is good. So thank you. Tell your friends. Check us out on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, all kinds of stuff. Uh, And Marsha, how was your week? Well, I'm at Marsha Collier on Twitter, and Mark is at RealMarkCohen. So if you want to leave us any notes between shows, hashtag it tech radio, and we'll see them and we'll respond to them and give you some verbal back backlash next week. <laughs> there you go. I just have to start with a, uh, a text my daughter sent me this morning. It says, I'm looking up in the sky and I'm wondering which cloud has all my data. So uh, that's, that we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which cloud is it exactly? But uh, so I thought she we... was. I thought she was looking for the Chinese rocket. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I was. We're, we could start with that story. I mean, I, not laugh exactly. You know, we're just fortunately appears that we're getting past the the worst of the coronavirus, right? And everybody's feeling better. Everybody's getting vaccinated. And then the next thing you know, my head is going to be hit with a Chinese rocket. What is that all about? You know, I think we are at danger of this more than we realize. I mean, if you think about the amount of crap that is currently circling the earth, right? Yeah, there's a ton. Um, I mean, not to mention literally more than a ton, probably. Um, It's crazy. There's stuff up there. And, you know, with Elon's edition of Starlink, we're having problems uh, with GPSs or not we, but, you know, the big GPSs, the main GPSs are losing a little bit of control. There's a lot of metal up there. So yeah, but for, you know, fortunately, there's small pieces like this one is only ten stories tall and weighs twenty three tons. So you know, it's a lightweight piece of it. A hundred feet tall. Oh, I got ten. Well, yeah, right, ten stories, right? (laughs) Hundred feet tall, right? Uh, Yeah. So it's going to land on our head. I mean, fortunately, what it would appear, according to the article, for us here in the West Coast, it's not heading our way, but it says it's heading the East Coast way. So well, you know. know. And they give us all the thing, eh, the risk is incredibly tiny. Mm. I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. But have these people never seen a sci-fi movie? Yeah, I mean, exactly. most sci-fi movies say exactly that to the people, you know, so yeah. they don't jam up the freeways. Because nobody would really know where to go. Well, right. Where? How, how do you run from it? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And I've heard yeah. that it will come down maybe in pieces i mean these experts do they really know what they're saying <laughs> is it going to be Suppose- in pieces because the big piece can't you know melt down as it goes through yeah, the atmosphere space, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the european St- space agency says the risk zone is any portion of the earth's surface between 41.5 sure. north and 41.5 right. south latitude now, seriously, couldn't they just give cities? Like, who knows what their latitude and longitude is? It includes, though, virtually all of the Americas south of New York, all of Africa, 
Australia, parts of Asia, south of Japan, and Europe, Spain, Portugal, Italy, and Greece. So, um, it could, between today and the 10th of May, a lot of little pieces come down, or one big piece, which would totally be apocalyptic, but they're not going to tell us that. (laughs) No, Especially because they don't know where it's going to fall. And do you think this, you know... Again, this isn't an Elon Musk job. Do you think oh, it's no, irresponsible? No, no, this is from China. Do you think this of course, is irresponsible? It's totally irresponsible. I, I, I don't know what the alternative is. I'm not smart enough to know. That's the point. I, what is yeah. the alternative? Yeah. I mean, you know, you this know? year I was going to vacation between 41.5 degrees north latitude and 41.5 degrees south latitude. Now I'm not going there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can get hit in the head with that thing. So I, I don't know. It says Chicago is a bit farther north, so it's safe, but apparently major cities like New York could be hit by debris. Uh, the, the funny part, of, not funny, none of the story is funny, but the interesting part of the story is what you found, which was, do you get to keep the parts if it lands Wait in Wait a minute, backyard? there's one thing I just wanted to let everyone know. There is a website where you can track it as it's going. Oh, like If Santa. you know your latitude and longitude, and that right. would be space-track.org. Space. And okay. they have the uh, NORAD catalog ID for it, the satellite name, latitudes and cool. longitudes, and all that if you really want to uh, <laughs> do this seriously. Or you can visit uh, spacetrack.org on Twitter, which is space at spacetrack.org. And they're giving the latest, it says four hours ago, latest tip as of yeah, they show the re-entry will be tomorrow, plus or minus, I don't know, still not a precise time or location, giving the window both still. So if you really want to know, follow spa- at Spacetrack.org, and that's a good one to follow just like in general, if this ever happens again. <laughs> yeah, well, Which it will. It will yeah. undoubtedly happen again. You this know, frankly, I'm going to use NORAD. I'm going to use it for its intended purpose, to track Santa Claus. Uh-huh. And... You know, and I do that every year. I used to do, you know, when the kids were little, we used to go watch Santa. Oh, now he's in Pittsburgh. Now he's in China. You know, wow, amazing. Uh, so, riveting. Yeah, great. Riveting. So, just cover riveting. your head on, uh, on next so, week or whenever this is. I thought this was genius. There's a website that I love called Jalopnik, which, which is a lot of fun. And if you like cars and things, it's the website for you. So, they have a headline yesterday. If a piece of a huge Chinese rocket falls in your yard this weekend, do you get to keep it? Now, before we get into the story, I'm just saying, if a piece of a Chinese rocket lands in my backyard, you know, one that's not big enough to blow up my house, you know, or something like that, or goes into the pool. Or kill you. Or kill me. Yeah. I'm keeping it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're going to see me on the news fighting off the people. (laughs) It's mine. Um, There's some maritime law. I know like one of our listeners, Canuck 289, I think it is, said, uh, you know, well, what does it happen if it falls into my boat? You know? And yeah, there's maritime law for salvage. I know that. But technically, they say it isn't finders, keepers, losers, weepers, (laughs) as I said in my tweet. Which is clearly the best law ever. I think that that 
finders keepers, losers, weepers is the law, right? Yeah, I agree. But I totally it, agree. You know, it's like if you find someone's iPhone, you're going to say, oh, okay, well, I'll give it back to you, you know, because it isn't, you know. But I'm just saying, if you're going to drop a 23-ton thing on the earth and a little piece of it lands in my backyard, it's going up on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I yeah. am selling that sucker on eBay and buying yeah. an island. <laughs> yeah, the the actually legality of it is that you are supposed to return what doesn't belong to you. So, you know, that now, if the Chinese army shows up your door with, you know, 25 armed gunmen, give them whatever you got, Marcia. Just, but remember, just, just we're, we're in America. We're in America. So, like, this is going to be interesting. But yeah. I honestly believe, you know, that – so who's going to pay? I know homeowners insurance never pays for Jack. I, I think right. that's a giant scam. Have you ever cashed out anything on your homeowners insurance? You know, here and there, a pipe broke, something like that, you know. Oh, it covers but, that? Uh, no, that's not, good to know. I've, yeah, I've <laughs> never, yeah, I've never been able to do it for a piece of Russian space, you know, outer well, space crap. You see, or Chinese space crap. So Yeah, or I'm is, a Chinese, right, yeah. They're not going to, they're going to say it's an act of God, we're not paying you. So, right. you know, they don't get it back until they give me the money to fix my house. So... I think yeah. we've taken this as far yeah, as exactly. we can take it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of funny. I, I, I don't think this falls under the act of God category. This is, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not. Yeah. We should have had a lawyer commenting. We should. Know? Yeah, we definitely should have had. Yeah. A, but know, anyway, really good luck in finding your Chinese rocket parts, and uh, hope it doesn't land on your house. We're we're no, all praying definitely. for each other, and let's yeah. put all those pieces up on eBay. <laughs> There was definitely a sci-fi movie. I don't remember which one it was, where something collapsed from space and and you know and killed the whole planet. I don't quite remember which one of those movies it was, but you know it created nice. a crater, then it blew up, and all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, good luck with that. So do you remember on the show? You know, and net neutrality is an important thing, and we all talk about yeah, it, course. and it's a freedom, and blah blah blah, and we were really happy that the FCC was actually taking comments from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had, genu- quote, genuine unpaid public support of, you know, they want to know what the people say. I mean, from net neutrality rules to laws affecting criminal justice and stuff like that, too many, this is a quote from them, but I'm abbreviating it, you know, too many just politicians make the decisions. So they really wanted real people's opinions, which I thought was great. You thought was great. We all thought was great. Well, it seems that out of the 22 million comments they received, which is brilliant, uh, applause, applause, it seems that 18 million or 81% were fake. (laughs) Roughly 8.5 million were solicited from the public by the nation's largest broadband companies in what they describe as a secret campaign that disguised industry-directed submissions as genuine, unpaid public support. About 7.7 million of the 9.3 additional fake comments were submitted by a lone 19-year-old college student in California using an automated software and a slew of fabricated identities. (laughs) Yeah, th- this is a kid that after he gets out of jail will be hired by the FBI to well, you know track people. N- no, do I don't this. think so. I think he was paid really well. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think he was paid really well. 
because none of the none of the big big companies wanted this net neutrality to go through. No, that's true. They want all yeah. the data. They want all the information. They pay. None of this was free. They paid people. It may have been a secret campaign, but these people were paid. And this is terrible. You know, I'm older, and what I'm looking at, where the world is going, and what this bodes to the world that millennials and Gen Z and Gen X all have to face, I don't know how you're going to handle this, because this is really bad. It's terrible. And and then we're going to run the company by one group of people's opinions. This, you know, I'm just scared for our country. This is just sad. That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. But oh well. Only, but but unfortunately, there were four million real comments. Apparently, (laughs) maybe they can get those. Just use those. Now you found something, and you know, last week I'm not a big fan of trackers. Period. Right. I mean, we've seen, again, we've seen sci-fi movies. We've seen the old 1950s movies where the guy goes under the car and attaches a beeper thing. Remember, it had a little blinking red light under the car so they could track them. Yeah, of course. Or maybe that was the 60s. So you found some stuff about, well, first of all, I thought it was brilliant that Amazon reached out to Tile because we were bemoaning the fact, hey, Tile did this so long ago. Man, they're getting screwed. Well, Amazon reached out to Tile. And what did you find? Well, you know, Amazon has this new thing that they're starting called their Sidewalk Network. Yeah, we've talked and about that. Have or have not? Have. You were yeah, we listening. have. We've, right. right. We talked about that. Yeah. So, you know, where somehow your neighbors can use your Wi-Fi network, you're sharing it, which I always thought was, no, this isn't a very good idea. Uh, but Tile announced it's launching support for their Amazon Sidewalk, um, which is their company's local Bluetooth network on June 14th. It allows Amazon Echo devices to strengthen Tile's network. I, you know, I don't really think I need that. Um, well, I don't remember what your opinion was on the, I'm sure I know what it is. On <laughs> you you kind of know me. But the thing is, yeah. Sidewalks um, are able to leverage Sidewalk the network directly to ring doorbells. So it's not so much, this isn't the Wi-Fi sharing. It uses Bluetooth low energy, the 900 megahertz spectrum and other frequencies. And this goes through your ring doorbell and the most recent of the echo devices. So they serve, they communicate now with, this is without Wi-Fi. They serve as sidewalk bridges, and they'll work together as access points. Just when Apple uses, with their AirTags, every iPhone and every iPad in the neighborhood. Right, exactly. This is a network through Echo devices and Ring doorbells. So when a tile joins sidewalk, the trackers will be able to be found using Amazon's network in conjunction now with Tile's existing Bluetooth network. So all yeah. of a sudden, you've got a huge network. I mean, that's the upside of it. The downside is there's got to be a downside that we don't see here. Yeah, my downside, downside is tracking people. Well, that's what I said. Didn't anybody issue. see 1984? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this is not supposed to uh, – there's supposed to be privacy. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not rereading the uh, 
constitution, but I think we should have privacy. And we're going down a slippery slope here. I don't yeah, want it one. in my house. You know, yeah, I, people I have been losing it. their keys for a long time. You you can find them. I'm still set looking for a set of keys to my car, I have to say. that It's <laughs> definitely somewhere between my garage and my house because I drove the car home. I cannot for the life of me find my keys. Fortunately, I had uh, a, another set of the keys. So those do have some, you know, positives, but... You know, but you see, you had another set numbers. of keys. I did. I had a second there set of go. keys. There you go. So it's problem solved. Screw it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And it's the problem becomes when I lose the second set of keys, then I really got a problem. Now, uh, and this I'm article you found, Yeah. I, I was floored by, and, and I want you to talk about it, because, you know, we say, oh, your data goes here, your data goes there. When So this is an article by PC Mag that talks about exactly where your data goes. Yeah, so it's really what interesting. What did you find out here? Well, the, the latest iOS updates give people the ability to get out of app tracking across apps or sites. Uh, MacKeeper, which is a very good publication, uh, analyzed 56 sites to see where your data goes. You know, Instagram shares more than, um, all. you know, looks at all of the companies to see who and where the data is going. By uh, the way, example, let me just jump in here that, uh, what is it, MacRumors.com? ran an article yesterday saying 96% of iPhone u- users leave app tracking disabled in iOS 14.5. So they yeah, are that, getting that, a bit is, of a backlash. Yeah, that, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. I mean, 14.5 just really was just updated. And then the 14.5.1 just came out this week. Um, a company called Little Snitch found data from one device was sending to Kansas, Virginia, Dublin, Nairobi, Rio Branco, Brazil, Taiwan, uh, to be stored in their databases, which is, of course, makes them targets for hackers and everybody else. You know, Facebook had recently over 500 million users' data get hacked, which gave them their names, their Facebook IDs, phone numbers, email addresses, so on and so forth. So they kind of tracked which countries receive your data. So as far as the United States, the main sources were Instagram, Excel, Amazon, Pine, uh, Pinterest, rather, Walmart, Wells Fargo, CNN, Dashline, Facebook, and FedEx. Uh, and then you go down to companies like the UK, who has some of these things. Now, are they getting the, the data from the apps or from the company yeah. itself? From the well, apps. They're rece- well, the company's receiving the data. The data is then being sent. So you, you get it through the app. It goes back to the company, and the company's sharing it with these different countries. Yeah, which... So companies- which- Okay, so this all just backs up my one theory. And actually, Kurt taught it to me. He doesn't use apps on his iPad. Mm-hmm. He uses the browser. You want to go to Facebook, right. you go to Facebook.com. And I'm thinking, using with a, a VPN, that that's a lot safer. I no longer, I am very careful. I download very few apps. Right. And I have a brand yeah, new have phone, to. and I don't know that I'm going to download Facebook. I think I may go to www.facebook.com. And, you know, even though you go to the site directly and not use it through an app, nobody says you're not getting tracked once you get to their website. Exactly. So, you know, so that doesn't, I'm not sure that the app is any, you know, the website is any safer, but it's at least, it, you know, can try. So the but, United Kingdom was getting Twitch, Wayfair, which is a big company, X Videos, AT&T. Uh, Ireland's getting Bank of America, Citibank, Google, uh, Poland, 
is getting Indeed, PayPal, Tinder. Tinder, how many people out there are using Tinder? Uh, the Netherlands yeah, so is getting... basically the data, I mean, over 500 million Facebook users now have data, including full names, Facebook IDs, phone numbers, and email addresses floating around the internet. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, this is just crazy. Now, the fact yeah, that the... Google, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, is going to put in two-factor authentication, that will help us with Google. Right. Not I mean, to have was, these the leaks. Funny... Funny part of the story was that you know you you always see the on the shows and oh you were watching porn right well apparently porn only goes to Kansas so <laughs> I don't know why it's Kansas but your porn apps and sites send information to that one location in Kansas so well, I guess you if go. you don't want to be tracked you know just and you and hopefully you don't know anybody in Kansas so there's a there's a lot of that going on and everywhere you turn and we talk about it all the time every place you go everything you turn you're getting you're getting you know, tracked somewhere. Uh, it's crazy. It's really yeah. crazy. Okay, now here's um, again, another dumbass kid. Uh, wait, did you want well, to Well, wait a minute. I was watching Young Sheldon last mm-hmm. night, okay? And the whole show was about that he wanted – now, he had – this is like when Sheldon was a little kid, maybe 10 years old. Yeah, and he show. wanted a computer game. And oh, yeah. And his yeah, mother right. would not pay the $50 for the computer game. Right. Exactly. So, because it's expensive. Back in those days, that's a lot of money. Yeah, 50 bucks, so he, yeah. Yeah, so his friend gets access to a pirated copy. Mm-hmm. And he's real happy with this until it took over his computer. And yeah, I must admit that the tech support from his computer company was very good until, you know, he's, they told him he was screwed. It's just he can't yeah, get his he, files back ever. Yeah, so, you know, that that was big. I, I don't know how big it is anymore, you know, pirated software. Well, uh, it seems but, it is now. So yeah. you came across this article. So go well, on. Well, it's interesting. A student uh, with a, uh, yet to be named European Research Institute's network Exposed his, exposed his log-in credentials after installing pirated software that turned out to be a password-stealing malware. <laughs> so, you know, the, talk about dumbass kids. You know, you don't want this to be your kid. Wait a minute. So don't he, blame kids. How many adults? Seriously. Well, everybody, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Come just on. don't ever use pirated software. I mean, you know, not forget the fact that you're – all those people that worked on that project and all the people that worked on the gaming and whatever else it was get paid for that. And that's not a good thing. You know, Marsh is an author and musicians and others, you know, you don't want to be giving your stuff away that you worked on. So he opened the door for ransomware uh, after installing what they call a cracked piece of software, according to the securities firm Sophos. Um, and apparently he, and not only did he open it, there were some safeguards that said to him, uh, uh-uh, don't do this. You know, you can't do it. Well, he disabled the windows defender. He disabled the, uh, <laughs> the things that prevented it because he wanted his crack piece of software. Right. Yeah. Um, and well, unfortunately that was all mal- malware. Uh, and you know, you should have known that if windows defender is saying, don't do that, there's something wrong, but he didn't care because he just wanted what he wanted. And the hacker apparently uh, behind the malicious info stealing decided to sell the logon credentials to operators behind what's called, I guess, Ryuk, um, which is a ransomware chain. And then now all kinds of data has gotten out there because this dumbass kid decided that he was going to install a pirated piece of software. Don't do Brilliant. That. Brilliant. Don't Brilliant. do that. 
So Google is going to have two-factor authentication, and you can opt out. But honestly, I would not opt out because I have heard nightmare stories. I mean, just nightmare stories about people who have lost their Google accounts. And my Google account, you know, I've saved, I have my Google Cloud. I have my my file cabinet, which is what I call Gmail. And it has all that. And it doesn't look like it's really going to be hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um. According to what I've read about it, it works by tapping into your smartphone to generate a one-time passcode. So that's your main phone, either via text or an authenticator app, which can then be typed in where you're trying to log in, in a login form. So I always use two-factor whenever it's available to me. So do I. You know, it's a it's a bit of a pain in the butt. You know, oh, I I signed in. Oh, now I got to sign in with a second code. But you know what? You got to protect yourself. And while I'm of the belief, and I've said it on the show a million times, if they want my data, they're going to get it. But why make it easy? So go ahead and use it. You know, there's no downside to actually. Yeah, it's so annoying because you know I I still sell on eBay every day because of my books. Mm -hmm. But and every time I go onto eBay on my computer. Oh, I better have my phone near me or my yeah, is, exactly. My phone better be in reach of my uh, fitness band because I need that coat. So yeah, now, it, is it time? Have you it found is an incredible... It, uh, don't say the word yet, Marcia. No, I didn't. It's now the time we search the, <laughs> the planet, the universe. And today we search Amazon for the buy of the week. You know, when we, when we hired uh, Hans to be our uh, producer... Uh, he a new had to drummer. go through what, yeah, it was, I think with Vons was six months of drum lessons, if I remember correctly, uh, somewhere in that line. So thank you for learning so well. Uh, this is kind of a nifty buy of the week. A Fossil, and you probably remember Fossil. It was one of those inexpensive watch companies. Fossil watch, not, not something dug up out of the ground. No, no, right. Yeah, Fossil, the watch company that had really cool looking watches and they were fun and they were funky and, you know, you didn't have to spend a lot of money for them. Well, they have what they call their Fossil Men's Collider Hybrid Smart Watch uh, heart rate. It has an always on readout display. It has a heart rate, active tracking, smartphone notification, messages, previews. And you know what? Normally, you, we, I mean, we all know what an Apple Watch costs. They're very expensive. And they, you know, they do a lot of other things that this doesn't do. But this is a nice looking, it's like, you know, the old style Yeah, but the watches. problem is not for a woman. Which is upset. Yeah, this one is for men. Um, I don't know if they're gonna if they have one for women. And, but you know, these days a lot of these things are unisex. I mean, uh, yes, they do I make an Apple that. Watch. <laughs> well, they do make an Apple Watch that's more really, you know, more like for a woman. But the reality is, they look exactly the same. So, um, and it, you know, it's a Bluetooth. Of course, it comes in what they call smoked. Uh, it works with your iPhone or your Android phone. It has extremely long battery charge. It works up to two weeks, which no smartwatch does that. Uh, comes with a magnetic USB charger, and it's equipped with a heart rate sensor for in-depth uh, wellness tracking. We'll keep track of your steps, your minutes, your calories, your heart rate, your sleep, and it's a really nice-looking little watch. Normally, you know, you look at these Apple watches that can be, or any and uh, or any of these smartwatches, you know, worth three hundred, five hundred, a thousand, twelve hundred dollars. This one's on sale today at Amazon for one hundred and thirty-nine ninety-nine. 
Uh, it's normally two fifteen, so you're saving seventy five bucks, which is almost thirty five percent of what the watch costs. And I think this is pretty cool. It's gotten and some 13- of the other. I'm on Amazon right now. Some of the other fossil uh, mm-hmm. smart watches are on sale, and I'm going to look into it. I, th- I think it's a hundred and thirty nine dollars is a great deal. It really yeah, is. it's a great price, and you you know you can get it today. Of course, the woman's were- watch isn't on sale. Well, they're, oh, so they do. There you go. They do have a woman. They do. Watch. It's beautiful. I just love. Yeah. Okay. So you've got it has thirteen hundred and seventy four ratings, of which they have four point five star out of five star ratings. So uh, you can get that watch again on sale one thirty nine ninety five. It's the Fossil Men's Collider Hybrid Smartwatch, uh, and you can get that today HR. on Amazon. And that's it. Uh, HR. Yeah, uh, and that's available on Amazon today. And that is our buy of the week. Okay, I have so to tell cool. you, and this isn't a story we're going to do, but I, in the research for my book, I've been looking up the accuracy mm-hmm. of these smartwatches, even the oh, Apple yeah. Watch. And if, per my own testing, I've been testing several brands, including an uh, Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, <laughs> no. <laughs> there, uh, you, there's so much variation between the watches and using a real medical device so much when they say legitimately this should be used as an idea of what's going on they're right. serious because there is nothing seriously accurate going on anywhere yeah you know i will tell you that since the pandemic started i'm on a treadmill every day I used to walk outside then it got too hot so i got myself into the treadmill and i'm virtually on 7 days a week and the other day, just for fun, and I wear my Apple Watch, and I have mm-hmm. a program on there that you know keeps track of all that data. And I looked at, and on my treadmill, it has a hand grip, and the mm-hmm. hand grip tracks your heart rate. Right, same here. Uh, yeah, be, yeah, your beats per minute, right? So it told me I was getting 120. Is it beats per minute? I guess it was. And I looked down at my Apple Watch, and it says I've got 100. That's a huge difference between the two. That is a two. huge difference. And honestly, if you're on a treadmill. You're over a hundred, so I have so. legitimately been doing this with having several bands on my wrists at once. Right, right. Different numbers everywhere. So if you're looking for yeah. a medical device, the only medical device is the oh that thing where you put your fingers on it and it measures your heartbeat and does an ECG and I forget what yeah, it's called. Right. And they're not an advertiser, the so who cares? No, it's yeah. a little thing. It's ninety nine dollars on Amazon. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, these are all toys. It is all just for your own amusement. Well, yeah, it keeps track of your steps and what, and even that I'm not sure is accurate. Yeah, exactly. Remember I told you during CES, Kurt and I walked exactly the same places, exactly the same time. Everything was exact. And he was like 3,000 steps more than me. (laughs) Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you have these teeny little feet. That probably is one. That's it. That's it. Teeny yeah. little feet. Uh, all so, right. So I don't understand this this ga- this galaxy thing, the security. Okay, updates. this is an Android thing, which yeah. you know. Mm. Apple this just is, updates. So go ahead. Apple just updates until they can't anymore. Right. Until it's just not compatible anymore. Exactly, and that's kind of what Android does. Pure Android. But when it comes to, and this is the difficulty of Android, is you have different carriers and different manufacturers. If a manufacturer decides they are not passing on updates, 
you ain't getting updates, no matter what, unless there's some yeah. sort of crazy emergency. Now, if you remember with Windows, uh, was it Windows 95 or Windows XP? They were discontinuing it, but then they sent a security thing through, even though no one was supposed to be using it because it was really right. serious. Right. So, yeah, they play the games, and I am sure Apple plays these games at some point, you know, where they just cut off a watch, whether it's possible or not. Because we've known older i uh, iPhones to just slow down till right. it's till it's impossible to use. Well, it seems that uh, Samsung has promised three generations of Android updates for its flagships. Now, because okay. I've been researching, one of the phones I'm using is a Galaxy S10 Plus, mm-hmm. which is an older phone. And that came with Android 10. And they are promising to go all the way to Android 13 and its updates, which will be probably around four years. So I'll be sharing a tweet on Twitter with a list of phones. But hey, props. This is good that they promise, that they put it out there. They don't just say we're going to do it. You know, the. Here it is. We're, we promise we're going to do this, and that's where, how you build brand loyalty. Well, yeah. Speaking absolutely. of brand loyalty, I heard you love uh, Dell computers. I'm, I haven't been wild about mine, but did you read this? Uh, yeah, go ahead and tell the story because I, I mean, I do. I, I've been okay with my Dell computer. I know you had a problem with, but you tell me. What well, but it this is. is a security patch, right? Exactly. That's affecting Dell computers going back to 2009. Yeah, wasn't that a long time ago? That was. Should, yeah, that should was we over, have had that back, say, in two thousand nine? Yeah, and this not only is Dell, but Alienware, and it was something in a driver used by Dell and Alienware firmware update utilities. So it it isn't even something stupid you downloaded, right? The vulnerability came, and it included some of the latest XPS thirteen. And 15 models, which I have one of those. I haven't even checked. And the G3, G5, and G7 gaming laptops. Right. On a web page, Dell lists almost 200 affected computers. I mean, that is insane. Don't but, you think if you had a security issue in 2009, you might have known it by now? Now, let me just tell you... Uh, I found there's a link in the article I'll be sharing on Twitter on Saturday, May 8th. But on the Dell support platform, you can find document 2021-088, which will give you all the information and everything you need and the list of phones, uh, I mean, computers that are screwed. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it's this is dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. But you see... Does this, you know, does it build trust in a brand that they took this long? No, it's ridiculous. I don't think so. 12 years? 12 years to find a security patch? That's that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, Okay, apparently, you know, on these, all these pop-ups that happen that you you get on your screen. You know, it drives me crazy. They're terrible. I'm with you. And when Mark's talking about pop-ups, it's when you go to a web page and it says, Twitter.com wants to show notifications, and you're allowed to click allow and block. Yep. Thank goodness I've never clicked allow, because I'd lose my mind if I got notifications on my computer. I would lose my mind. So there is a way to shut it off. 
Oh, you're not going to tell? I mean, Oh, I thought you were going to tell I'll, us. I'll, oh, I, th- I was waiting to, for you to tell us. I'll be glad to oh, tell. Oh, okay. So, I could, yeah. You can get to the notification section in the settings menu in Chrome. So just hit in Chrome those three vertical dots on the far right top mm-hmm. and click on settings, then go to site settings, then go to notifications, or or you can just type into your address bar chrome colon forward slash forward slash settings slash content slash notifications and type that into the address bar. That's Chrome yeah. colon slash slash settings slash content slash notifications. From that point, you'll see a thing. You could just turn off notifications entirely. And right. I love that. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a, that's a real pain. Well, uh, we, we actually, it's terrible. Almost, yeah. yeah, we're almost running out of time here. But um, this is a, a difficult story. And I I don't know what I think about it, frankly. Um, you know, I'm sure you've gone to Facebook from time to time to someone that has passed away and you get, I, for example, get notifications and the person has, has died and, you know, Hey, today is Joe's birthday. And every year I get a notification, for example, of the guy that started WS radio, Chris, Merch, a very nice man who had died a number of years ago. And when his birthday comes up, it says, Hey, wish, you know, wish Chris, a happy birthday. You know, so I don't know how I feel about Facebook staying around after someone has passed away. Do you have, do you have any, before we tell you about how to do this, do you have any thoughts well, but, about that? But one of the, since we're short on time to give you my opinion, yeah, I don't think people should close the accounts because people had a lot of friends. And a lot of times I know I go back to visit Dale Williams Page, who passed, a lot mm-hmm. of my friends who've passed. Um, a member of the family can notify Facebook and turn it into an in, in memoriam page. Yeah. And it will not different. send out those notifications, yeah. but it, the pictures and everything will be archived. So you can still see your pictures with your friend. You and can go nice. back there and remember your friend. Right, and, and, and I, I think that that's a better time, solution than deleting the account. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, however, delete your account. You know, you can delete, first of all, the first thing you can do is, of course, delete the Facebook app from your phone. Now, that doesn't delete your account, but it takes you out of sight, which means you're no longer really going to it. You know, you can choose alternative platforms or things. Uh, But also, you have additional Facebook logons. Third-party developers like Spotify and DoorDash uh, use your Facebook account as a means to sign into their services. It's convenient, but again, you're sharing data you don't want to share. So if to find a list of uh, apps linked to your Facebook account, sign into Facebook, go to settings, go to apps, and go to websites. And that will give you an idea of how to, you know, who, who is it actually you've given that permission to. Uh, once that's done, you can request a copy of all your Facebook data uh, by logging into Facebook on your computer. Again, you go to settings and your Facebook information, click view to download your information, Uh, leave all of the boxes checked under your information, and that'll allow you the opportunity to create a file that will tell you, you know, where all your information is. At that point, you can now visit the page where you can delete your account. So you you go into the Facebook, you click delete account, you enter your password, click continue, click delete account, and then they give you 30 days to decide whether you made a mistake or not, which I actually think is not a bad idea. You know, normally, hey, I said I wanted to delete it. But in this case, they will give you um, 
30 days to change your mind. Uh, it takes about 90 days to delete all your account data from its servers. And if you want to get rid of your Facebook page, okay. I mean, I, th- I think that's okay. And by the way, people- you could find that information in my book, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for Senior. <laughs> Marcia, where can they find your book? Yeah, in any bookstore and on Amazon. So, Do they um, still have I those just, things, by the way? Those I just bookstores, wanted to tell you. Yeah. They are. I discovered a new series on Netflix that I'm loving. It's called The Kaminsky Method. Oh, it's great. And it's it stars Michael Douglas, Alan Arkin, um, a lot of great people that you'll recognize them when you see them, Sarah Baker. And oh, it's yeah. on Netflix and it's free. And it's done by Chuck Lorre, who did Big Bang Theory. Who's so great. if you like Big Bang Theory, it's Big Bang Theory for old people. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Alan Arkin, who's one of the world's greatest actors, is not uh, coming back for its last season. So the new season is coming up. I think up he's on like eighty-seven, and he looks younger than Michael Douglas. Oh, he looks great. He looks fantastic. He looks yeah, great. I, I think he said, "Yeah, he said he was never going to do a television series again." And he's doing, and he did Kaminsky uh, Method, which is terrific. Uh, and this season is going to star Kathleen Turner and Michael. If I remember this right, <gasps> I was shocked I when I saw Michael Kathleen Turner. Have you seen her yet? She's not the well. I've seen her in things through the years. She's yeah. Not she's the not the Kathleen was, Turner we remember. It's that, sad. Yeah, that you remember because she's I love really Kathleen Turner. She, she's great. She's a yeah. wonderful actress, and I got to tell you, great series. Seasons one, two, three will be being posted at the end of the month of May. Uh, also, Chuck Lorre created Two and a Half Men. So, yeah. Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, highly recommend the Kaminsky method Very and you'll find that on netflix do you have one to recommend real quick we got two minutes you know uh i have been watching prodigal son which is on network television i don't know if you watch that show uh and it's really it's about a a guy who's a, a forensic investigator whose father just happens to be a sealer serial killer michael sheen i think is his name who's a great actor and it was wild. Catherine Zeta-Jones just started in it this season. And it's really entertaining and kind of creepy and, and a little bit crazy. So that's one I think that you could take a look at. Uh, I remember originally also I talked to you about Ted Lasso. You hadn't seen it. And now you love that show. And season two is starting. Uh, that'll be at the end of this year, I think. They just did a trailer for it. And Jason Sudeikis, who I wasn't a big fan of until Ted Lasso. I know. I know. I wasn't. And don't forget, folks, tonight. Saturday Night Live is being hosted by the yeah. one and only Elon Musk, which is kind that of interesting. That should be fascinating. That should um, be absolutely fascinating. Uh, so, uh, again, Schitt's Creek, if you haven't seen it. What a wonderful series. It is just phenomenal. It's got, I want to say, seven seasons. Uh, they're out of production. The, the, la- the show ended uh, six months ago. But it is truly one of the best television shows I've ever seen. Okay, so, and last, before we sign off, I want to wish Happy Mother's Day to all the yeah. moms in the world. And I want to thank Modern Mom magazine. That's modernmom.com. They made a list of the top 100 moms in honor of Mother's Day. And yeah. we're talking people. It? We're talking people. Bella Hadid, Michelle Obama, um, Lucy Liu, Jennifer Lopez, Joanna Gaines, Kristen Bell, Mariska Hargitay, Serena Williams, Marsha Collier. Whoops. Who? <laughs> Marsha Collier. I'm sorry. Marsha Collier. I know. Right. Yeah. And I double checked cool. the link they put. 
you know, next to my name to be sure there wasn't another Marsha Collier. <laughs> oh, that's sad. So, well, oh. you know, seriously, we're talking Jillian Michaels, Kate Hudson. We're talking some big names here. Uh, Mary Rodriguez, I mean, big names. And there yeah. I am under the career area that I'm, you know, help people with their career with Chris Jenner, Kerry Washington, Kelly Hungerford. I mean, that's Chrissy some very Teigen. impressive people to be uh, hanging in there with. And I know. Your, I was like totally I'm, freaked. And I do want to thank modernmom.com for putting me on the That's list. really cool. And when you said, told your daughter about it, she go, what, who, you? Wait, what? I don't know. You know, she's been a little quiet about it. So Really? I hope she posts something on Mother's Day because, you know, I'm not one of those people who like to post about myself, even though this right. was a pretty awesome thing. I'm not This is a it. totally awesome thing, yeah. This is – but yeah. – they did, I, And I, frankly, they didn't name me to the Modern Mom list, so I was a little offended by that. <laughs> you know, but – Well, uh, yeah. we're not getting into that. We're not getting oh, into that. Caitlyn okay. Jenner, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But Chris got on the list, so. Uh, yeah, isn't that very interesting? So that that was kind of cool, and it's a great honor. And congratulations! I think that's Thank that's really so some classy people to be uh, hanging out with. Yeah. I, I asked Marsha, yeah, me she and Michelle Obama, me. you know, and we're gonna all going to get together you... for a big party. I was very upset that Kathy Ireland wasn't on it. Yeah, there you go. But okay, anyway, anybody, hey, that's it. that's it for us. Happy Mother's Day to all, and please don't drink and drive. We want to see you back with us next Saturday. Have a great Mother's Day. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen here on computer and technology radio we're here every week we love having you come and listen so please tell your friends like us refer us we'll be here for you next week if you do so thanks you've been listening to computer and technology radio with your hosts mark cohen and marcia collier produced by brain food radio syndication global food for thought